Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition, the only show that Mick Manhattan from the Scene Snobs goes to to confess publicly his love for Sting in the movie Dune, but really only for that weird, creepy underwear scene. Thanks, Mick. We appreciate that. Mick. Mick's going to kill me. Mm -hmm. Love you, Mick. <laughs> and this is how we get kicked out of the Scene Snobs Network. Uh, no, if that did, <laughs> no, I don't think that's what's going to do it. <laughs> But hey, before we get started and, and jump into uh, the rest of our show, I want to remind you guys, if you're going to comment on uh, Facebook, please allow StreamYard to have access to your Facebook information so uh, that the Big Brother Alien Computers can make sure to get all your information properly. But it also allows us to know who we're talking to. So uh, not just good old Facebook user. <laughs> And before we get into tonight's show, we need to say a thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. And let's watch a quick video for each. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees. Let's make a shirt together. I just want to remind everybody that if you were chair dancing during that video when nobody could see you, it's totally cool. I was doing it. <laughs> All right. And that now, is one. Yep. Video number two that will cause the word lightsaber to be screamed from my living room by probably my husband and then my toddler. From your mini me. Lightsabers. <laughs> Here it goes. If you were wondering who that bearded man was in the video, you'll find out in just a moment. Sorry, I'm excited. <laughs> All right. So let's welcome to our show Jeff Dwaskin of Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwaskin Show. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey. Oh, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. I saw the logo. I didn't see me. I was, <laughs> I, we snuck I was, in down in the bottom corner. I was, I was captivated by the logo. Thank you. It, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful logo. It, it it's, is. It's uh, Tina Marie made that for me. So. It's it's fetching. It is fetching. I I was distracted. I was I was buying Stop a T-shirt. Fetch. It's it makes me want to watch Cheers. Fetch makes you want to watch Cheers. Then no, your do... logo makes me want to watch. Oh, Cheers. okay. <laughs> I promise, it makes me want to inside of my head. Oh boy! All right, let's well, also welcome to the show Ron Lippett of Crossing the Streams, a division of JeffIsFunny dot com. And where's Ron? There he is. Am I here? Hey, hey, there he is. What up, you sexy players? You know the whole thing of yeah, let's use more graphics is a great concept until I can't find the graphic or the person, and so <laughs> you need to have one of the younger co-hosts do the technology. Hey, I like how uh, you're using a screenshot or something too, or like yeah, I am. <laughs> Sorry, nobody asked. Nobody asked you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, okay. And before I get myself in more trouble, last but not least, our show partner Alan White of Level Up Lightsabers. The bearded man from the video. Hello, Alan. What's up, everybody? I barely got here in time. I was just finishing a class, and fortunately, I got everything set up with uh, about a minute and a half to spare. I was very ah, proud of myself. 
<laughs> you did you done did fine. We have time to do our intros and everything before uh, it becomes a an issue, but <laughs> so plenty of time. You all. <laughs> uh, you will you will lose, Nick, and I would pay to watch. I it. mean, I've got the saber spear with me, and I really want to know what that's going to be like in like an active situation. So I it, like we could make that happen. That'd be fun. Did you say saber spear? Oh yeah. Hold on one second. You, you have my attention. <laughs> I have a makeup brush. <laughs> I have a pen like an adult. Right. The, the challenge yeah. is about eight feet long. Freaking so awesome. It's hard to get in frame. But. Giggity. <laughs> Very nearly everything you need to make this is available on the site right now, and the stuff that is not available yet, we're working on it. It's sometime this year. It's going to all be there. There you go. All right. So we've got a few comments coming in. John Wass says, hi, everyone. Happy Monday. We was going through these. Natasha Consul says, hi, everyone. Jason Taylor says he wants to get one for himself. Well, Jason, you're in luck. I'm posting in the comments. You'll find a link for Level Up Lightsabers. And uh, there we are. Mm. Hmm. That didn't go right. Something's missing. I clicked <laughs> it wrong. <laughs> Shut up, Kathleen. Nobody asked you. I don't know. Let's, let's try this one. I, I feel like, there, I feel like there needs to be like an Oprah voiceover. <clears throat> Guests <laughs> of the funny science fiction show get a, a level of lifesaver. And you get a link, and you get a link, and you get a link. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Natasha did say that uh, your logo reminds her of The Price is Right. I could see that a little bit. Come on, a little down. bit. I can see that. <laughs> it does have that like vintage TV vibe, which I like. I yeah, absolutely. All right, and this she also says yes, the saber spear. So. All right, and Jason, don't start with me. It's too early in the week. <laughs> All these talented people and you. Tim. You pick on his Jean-Claude Van Damme affection one time. And you okay. become the butt monkey of all of the jokes. Okay, multiple times, actually. <laughs> it, all it took was once, but you decided that you found that button and you were going to continue not just poking oh, it, but I, jumping on it. Yeah, I, I did jumping jacks on that button. It was fun. <laughs> He's a good sport, though. He, he he lived through it. All right. So for tonight's festivities, now that we have everybody here and we're all ready to go, we have uh, an opportunity to be a low-rent version of Crossing the Streams, and we're taking it. Uh, anyway. Strong. Anyway. <laughs> the low-rent version of, of uh, Crossing the Streams. By the way, Crossing the Streams can be found on YouTube every Wednesday night. Uh, 9.30 but, Eastern. Uh, what's that? 9.30 Eastern. That's right, 9.30 Eastern. All right, so tonight we want to talk about sci-fi and superhero movies and all that fun stuff and how music and music soundtracks affect our movie watching. So how did, you know, so we're talking about movies that we watched, but the soundtracks really kind of drug us in and, and which ones we liked and why we liked it. So we have uh, all these guys here. And oh, John's. What if there was a Dune remake starring Jean Claude Van Damme? Would that be awesomely horrific? Or I'm so sorry for my life choices, guys. I'm so sorry. Didn't they just remake Dune already? I'm super opposed. I'm <laughs> super super opposed. Anything Dune related is is already a no. Uh, wow! Well, <laughs> you get what you pay for, Alan. Anyway, so. Yeah, anyway. Natasha's excited to hear our thoughts. So, Ron, we're going to give you the honor of going first out the shoot. What? Yeah, well, you know, we, we got to break in the new guys. So, honor, uh, but you get to tell us what movie you picked, why you like the soundtrack, and how you feel it affected the soundtrack. All right, so so let's let's just start off and, and, and get something right out of the gate. And that is, and, and Jeff knows us well from Crossing the Streams. I, I am not a Marvel Cinematic Universe guy. Never have been. I don't frankly like any of the 
uh, any of the superhero movies. I just never have. Never been into it. Never been into special effects, CGI. Go ahead. Kick me off this channel right now. I'm here speaking for the old folks on here. Uh, and I, I am the oldest per person on this uh, podcast, so I, I, get the, I get to be able to say that. Um, but I will say this. When I was, I believe, uh, 14 years old, and we can we can backtrack to that, that makes makes me how old you'll figure it out. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, and John Williams, who just came off of an Academy Award from Star Wars in 1977, came out in 1978. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, and put together a score that, in my mind, culminated with the five notes that we all know so. Wait, no, 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 no. Five notes, uh, right? And, and I got to tell you, those five notes, those five notes have continued to haunt me my entire life. I've always been uh, fascinated by the idea of aliens and science fiction, and the idea of being visited, and the idea of human contact, all of the evidence, Area Fifty One, all that great stuff. Super excited me, even when I was a kid. Uh, so uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, creating that amazing score with Joe and those five notes. It, it is something that has really been personally very meaningful. Plus, I, I love the movie. I, I think Steven Spielberg is a, is a genius. Uh, and, and so um, no, to me, the combination better. of all those geniuses working together and having that cinematic score with those five notes, to me, um, is the most powerful musical influence I've had in a movie and still to this day is. So go ahead. Rip me apart. Start, start now. Jeff? Well, one, I, I wouldn't rip you apart because I need you Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Self-serving answer. Got to love it. The, uh, this is the first time Ron and I have appeared together outside of Crossing the Stream. So this is this is sort of a collector's edition episode of Funny Science Fiction. Ooh. So congratulations to you guys on that. Like Pokemon, um, collect them all. I will say that uh, I had the opportunity on live from Detroit uh, to interview Joe Alves who was the visionary behind Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and he worked with Steven Spielberg on that. I think it's a combination of the, the music and those visuals that you can picture all together that I think creates that magic that you're referring to, which I agree with 100%. It's, yeah. it's All right, we got a few comments about your pick, Ron. Jason Taylor says that's a great one. He may have to rewatch it after this. Natasha says, I can close my eyes and just listen to the score soundtrack and know which movie it's from. Close Encounters is where it started for her. So that's awesome. And Jason also says, as much as I love Star Wars, my favorite is definitely 2001. Also, I love the Planet of the Apes score. So he actually, John Williams did, you know, he was up for another Academy Award for that score for um, for Close Encounters right after the Star Wars win. Uh, and he, he didn't win. He got nominated. He didn't win for the Academy Award for Best Soundtrack, but he did win uh, two Grammy Awards uh, for that soundtrack as well. So, I mean, this is that was a great part, I think, of John. I mean, John Williams has such a storied career for how many decades now? Uh, but I, I think those two years in a row are probably the height of his of his career, I have to think. Drayton's playing in his mashed potatoes right now. I, yeah. Somebody had to reference it. That's like the, one of the most memorable scenes in that movie. It is. I, I prop up pillows like that. I, I do my toothpaste <laughs> like that. I, I, seriously, I, I've been doing this for however many years, 30 years, I think it is. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. All right. Good, because I did not get the reference. And I'm like, okay, Drayton, what are you trying to tell me? But never mind. There's a reference there that I was not att paying attention to. So that's even better. <laughs> Nicely done, Drayton. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in probably since I was a teenager. So remembering specific, for me, remembering specific references from that would be difficult. So, but. I, you know, even for the 1970s, I, I thought the, uh, they didn't have CGI, but I thought the special effects were excellent. And then if you, if you even see the, um, the extended version, what do they call it, Jeff? The, uh, the special edition uh, of that. It, it's, it's still pretty good for 1970s technology. It's believable. The only thing that's not believable, I thought, was uh, the little kids at the end who posed as aliens. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll look past that. Rob says, stopping by the show. Love. So show some love. Have a great podcast. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate that. Thank you, Rob. George says, hold the phone. E.T. gets no love? Well, no. we'll have to, we'll have to wait. One person so far. Worst movie ever. He <laughs> creeps me out. <laughs> I mean, right. uh, it's just a movie about an alien trying to make a collect call. It's uh, <laughs> Jason says, and mashed potatoes, players from the house. Like, it's not allowed. Sorry. 
That's okay. And Jason agree, believes Jason. it's overrated. I agree, Jason. I, I tend to think it's over overrated as well. All right, so cool. Uh, your your pick, Ron, seems to have gone over very well. I think awesome. that uh, that's a good pick, and I it's a, definitely a movie. I agree with Jason. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it because it's a movie that I had honestly kind of forgotten about. So, mm. all right. Next, we have our friendly neighborhood master, Alan. I was super torn on mine, um, and I got it. I narrowed it down to two, and I can already tell that I'm probably going to be in a minority because a lot of people sort of picked uh, soundtracks that were non-lyrical. Um, but I was torn between Watchmen and Enter the Spider-Verse. And so, like, in Watchmen, the soundtrack is just packed full of, like, interesting ways that they use the soundtrack to keep the time <laughs> of the movie and also, in certain cases, like, using the music, ironically, like, the music will have sort of one message and the action that you're seeing is exactly the opposite. And it, and with certain things like the, uh, the death of the comedian, like it makes it that much more horrifying. Wow. But, spoiler. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> at this point, if you haven't seen Watchmen, like I'm not, it's, uh, <laughs> missed your chance to not be spoiled. Um, but, uh, uh, recently on TikTok, there's something that's sort of gone around, which was somebody put out the challenge of where's the best five seconds in cinema. And Straw Hat Goofy, who does a lot of really amazing yeah. um, movie and pop culture, like great recaps and reactions and analysis and stuff like that. Like he he his very first one was a scene from Enter the Spider-Verse, where Miles Morales goes up to a building and jumps off and the the camera inverts. So instead of falling, it looks almost like he's floating in water. It looks like he's flying. And that is when the phrase, what's up, danger, hits. I have no words. Like, that scene is so fantastic. And then the soundtrack in general is just packed full of gems and the way that they are used within the movie. There, there's. I don't think we're going to get a single wrong answer to this amongst all of us because we are all very dedicated nerds and passionate in our own way. But like Spider-Verse is just packed with stuff that I love to work out to, that I love to drive to, that my kids get hyped up about requesting. Like it's, that is, it's, mm. and that single moment, like what's up danger where Miles Morales sort of comes into his, I'm, I'm Spider-Man. Like it's that, it's the song tells you that he put it together, that he figured it out, that it switched, and now he's a hero instead of this scared kid. Like that, it was just such a cool moment, and that that is forever going to be one of my favorite songs entirely because of that moment. So that was actually my going to be my second pick. Oh, really? Was into the Spider Verse uh -huh. um, because before that movie, I didn't have a whole lot of use for Post Malone, oh. um, and the, the song Sunflower. Mm -hmm. it, Oh, dude, I love that it's song. It's great. It's freaking amazing. And the more it, it was one of those things that the more I started listening to the movie um, and watching the movie, the more I started liking that song. And then, you know, just mm -hmm. the, that I started going out to the rest of the soundtrack. Uh, so, but that was not my pick. So, but it was a very good one. That, that was my, uh, that was my number two. And I think my favorite comment that I've seen so far tonight was the person who agrees the most with Ron. <laughs> Ron agrees I, you know, with Ron. I'm serious. That, that guy is he's spot on. So I, you know, I appreciated it. Well, yeah, he's you know. See, yeah. I haven't allowed streamer to have access to my Facebook, so I can comment as Facebook user during our shows. <laughs> it's actually kind of fun. And Jason says, "Holy crap, Jeff, you're right. It is a special edition." Tim and I agreed. I need to rethink my life. <laughs> you're welcome, Jason. I, there's too many comments coming in. I can't hardly even keep up. I love this. Keep it. Keep the comments coming. Oh, Tim and I agree about Post Malone. Today is a wonderful day. Oh, Jason. <laughs> and Jason also says that Ron is right about Ron. Appreciate you, Jason. So, so no, and I think that's a really good pick there uh, for for Into the Spider Verse. That that's one of those movies where I think music is so intrinsically tied to everything that happens in that movie. The the song is selected specifically to set up a scene and move it forward. And so I think that's really cool. And they're inflection points. Like they're always like it's where something really important is happening with the emotions of the character and or yeah. characters or whatever. Like yeah. Absolutely. Nice coffee cup. Yeah, thank you. 
available at, at rivercitytees.com. Anyway, um, I was gonna say you didn't win yours, though. <laughs> there you go, Still at home. I won this. You did. I won mine too. My, mine's up there. I answered all I the questions. All the questions. Ron, we'll make sure you get one. <laughs> so the next time you come on the show, you too can shamelessly help us plug River City Tees Red Shirt Widows and Orphans coffee mugs. I do agree that it was great that in Watchmen they put in good songs so that there was something good about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, as, a, as somebody that was a fan of the graphic novel, I was so glad that they booked the space squid. Like, that was a detail of the story that I was always like, eh. And I thought the shift to Doc Manhattan was a, was a positive choice in making the adaptation. Um, although Watchmen is not something that I have ever felt the need to, like, watch over and over and over again. <laughs> the HBO continuation of Watchmen, I think, is actually better than the movie. They they reference yeah. it just enough. Gene Smart plays one of the, the one character. Um, that's that's amazing. Jason, I, I nobody have... nobody likes the Watchmen movie. You can appreciate the visual that Zack Snyder brings to it. I think, but it's like, but I agree. He just didn't change enough. The Squid was a good start, but when they people try and adapt something so a hundred percent. That's why, like, I always say, like, in the house where I'm always like, the first two Harry Potter movies, I think, suck. It's like on the third one when they started to move into, like, making, all right, these are movies and they're going to be our own thing. And then they started to get great. And each one of them got better than, than the next. The first two were so worried about the fans. Same thing, I think, with Watchmen. Can't be that literal. Anyway, <laughs> George would also like to remind us that ET won an Oscar for the score. George is love it if one of you picked ET and George is hanging on to ET cool. like like <clears throat> just death death lock. I got ET. Love you, George. ET e e at the time was one of the greatest movies of all time. Maybe maybe in, in hindsight, you're not I loving can't it deny as much. That the the music of ET is great. The movie itself is terrifying. Like, <laughs> I hate that movie so much. But I also have a very specific, like, childhood memory of my cousins watching it on their, like, the the giant 80s flat screen scary TVs, the ones that oh. weigh, like, 600 pounds. Like, those massive, gigantic things that when you add to the side of the TV, you can't I was sitting here waiting for a for the ET. Yeah, no, bad idea. I was waiting for a laserdisc reference. I'm like, all right, laserdisc, here we come. That's how I I I thought she was going with one of the projection TVs that had the three giant lights that shot (laughs) onto your screen. Remember those? ET, ET, the scene in ET where they're in the closet with the stuffed animals is one of the greatest things. And then the little Star Wars toys. So the Star Wars is in that world. I think that's one of the first times they yeah 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 they they crossed it yeah. I love ET. I, e. I love ET. E. I, I can't. I can't just sit here and, and let it go completely besmirched on my watch. Right. <laughs> so, Natasha uh, wants to ask Kathleen if she's ever watched Stranger Things. I have watched most of it. I don't know. So, Stranger Things came out, and then I had a kid, and then I've not been able to watch TV that doesn't involve cartoons or tiny people. <laughs> Something called Blippy. I hear she watches a lot. If you if you, knows what Blippi is, I'm so sorry. If you didn't have to, so if you didn't sorry have, about if, if you didn't have time to watch Stranger Scene, Stranger Things season three, just try and remember season one because it's just them redoing season one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> With I mean, good music. What? <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next pick. Okay. Our next person, uh, our guest, Jeff Duwaskin. What's your pick? Well, my pick is E.T. and damn you all. We'd apologize, but you knew what you're getting. The scene where they're trying to kill the alien just, you know, because they're scared <laughs> and the music. And then, uh, no, I didn't pick E.T. I, did, I, I picked what I think is the only real choice for any of these, which is Batman 89, the original Batman by Tim Burton. As you can see here. So Batman, um, as you can see in this odd screenshot that Tim doesn't know how to transfer images, but the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Hold on. Where's that remove button? <laughs> Shots fired. Man. This, this Batman. Bat- Batman this, 89 is absolutely a top 
50 superhero movie. So, well, it's top 50. None of the ones that every superhero movie that we enjoy is because of the uh, groundbreaking of Batman 89. So, every superhero movie that we enjoy is because of Blade making money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, maybe they, if that was true, they'd probably be rushing the reboot anyway. But is the Ron uh, guy again. <laughs> That's a Batman reference. Is anybody with me on that? Tim, Tim, yes. Tim Burton's Batman is the reason we all wear shirts now with stuff. It's the That's only right. reason Tim's uh, shirt business is in, in business. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's why we all wear anything like that. It was like it reinvented everything that we know about superhero movies. But the uh, thanks for putting up the spoiler. I mean, but like, please let me get to it. Tim. <laughs> the, this is a combination of two amazing things. Well, I didn't though. have to crop this. I could just put it up. So. <laughs> this movie has amazing th- two amazing things. It has one, an entire album written by Prince that goes great with is really quirky. I'm not saying it's his best work, but for the movie that it go- for how it pairs with the movie. I think it fits Perfect. a Tim Burton movie. And then oh, yeah. this also is Danny Elfman. He went on to do many, many things, but this was his like big first big, big thing that he did. And so I think it's the combination of both those, I think, you know, set this movie aside or at least give this movie a a special trophy for, uh, you know, adding uh, multiple layers of amazing music to a movie and the pop culture world. I do like that about the um, about something like the 80s movies is the the. Taking the, the bigger stars of that era and having them do the soundtrack for that—that that is cool. I also uh, really like this. Uh, this, this guy named Michael Kimball. I don't know who this is, but he apparently doesn't like Dune either. <laughs> oh, I know. You know what? You know, I just said Michael Kimball. So much positivity today. Michael Kimball edits my podcast for free. If you need someone to edit a podcast for free, just reach out to Michael Kimball. Um, he does a great job. Super excited about all the context he gets after this. He looks like he looks like he'd be good at editing podcasts. Yeah, why wouldn't why wouldn't you want to? while so he the, watch while he watches Dune? I did I did learn that the Prince was it was supposed to be done with Michael Jackson. The album it was supposed to be kind of be mm. a duet, and then I also did learn that the reason the movies or the songs don't show up on his albums is because the rights to all the Batman stuff. It's, it wasn't until later that he got to do Bat Dance on one of the albums, but but that's why, because it was all uh, copyright so, 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 Jeff, I just have to ask, with, with you having uh, interviewed Burt Ward, I, I, I just have to know, with you having Batman as your as your pick, does it, has it ever, did it bother you originally that there was no reference to Robin, no no involvement in, or acknowledgments to... Uh, his uh his ward this group also interviewed burt ward but the um the early batmans i don't think robin was around yet like there was a certain point where i think robin comes up robin was actually supposed to be in batman returns it was one of the waynes's brothers was was actually batman or robin and he got cut from the movie but they were actually bringing it in (laughs) they were bringing him in uh mick manhattan says screw that kimball guy Right. Yeah, the pictures are very similar. Very similar, almost twin-like. Yeah, um, yeah when we when we when we interviewed Burt Ward, we talked about you know how the fact that you know you know you mentioned earlier that it was Burton's Batman that got you know made merch kind of a thing, which right. I I completely and wholeheartedly agree with because there was merch lines and toy lines and things before, but not to the degree that after batman of 89 that blew up and they put batman on anything that they could possibly put that vinyl that ink that whatever on the paint on if it could say batman it was gonna say it and i think that was the first movie that really crossed that threshold line um but i think you know you you guys remember referencing earlier star wars wait a minute (laughs) Star Wars had a lot of Lucas did not say no to anybody that offered a check for IP, (laughs) but not, you know, you're right, but not, but it didn't get like that until the prequels. He did it for some during return, return of the Jedi and empire strikes back, but not to the extent that Batman did. I don't think so. Anyway, that's just my opinion. It'd be an interesting thing to do a pop culture deep dive on. Somebody could like research like total number of product skews. (laughs) 
Nick, <laughs> Nick, you've been assigned a challenge. Uh, <laughs> Nick just gets a look yeah, on I, his face like, oh, crap. I agree, but, though, with him that if anything could have Batman on it, it was going to have Batman on it. And if my sister had had her way, my birth certificate would have had Batman on it. So I can understand this. <laughs> but uh, we, when we talked to Burt Ward, one of the things that we talked about was, you know, the, the relevance of the Batman series in 1960. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have superhero movies of any kind right now. Because I, I they opened doors that allowed the Batman of 1989 to be be a thing. So that's again. that also means we can blame them for bat nipples. Hmm, good point. <laughs> Ron liked the part where uh, Michael Key did look at pensive and brooding, so the entire movie. Uh, <laughs> a lot of Michael Keaton in general. <laughs> a, Michael Keaton was amazing. He's one of the best Batman. He actually was. I, you know, all jokes no, I, aside, I, really I actually well. enjoyed it. Yeah, I think he did really well. Better than Ben Affleck. <coughs> Sorry. Right. Sorry. That was. You guys are think... talking about a lot about Batman. The three geeks had him on yesterday. Hmm. Well, the actual that. guy? Which uh, no, they had a, a guy who'd look like Mick Manhattan and, and that other guy, Michael Kimball, but uh, with a bat mask and a beard. But, yeah. Well, he was, hey. he's, Batman's <laughs> coming out of quarantine, so, you know. <laughs> well, kudos so, kudos to that. So, no, I think that was a good pick right there for for those. Um, and before we go into uh, the funny science fiction cruise picks, I want to remind everybody of, of a couple quick things. Um, and Jeff will have a, a, an opportunity here to make comment about my inability to crop things. So <laughs> I'm just going to I am uh, just going to throw that out there. So thanks, Jeff. So. Uh, right now on eBay, uh, we've had the opportunity to uh, interview a couple of really cool voice actors. We've had David Sobolov, who's the voice actor for Gorilla Grodd from The Flash and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. And also he's the voice of Drax on Guardians of the Galaxy, the animated series, and a bunch of other things. But uh, we do a lot of work with a charity here in Michigan called Wish Upon a Teen. And he gave us this signed picture. It's up for charity auction. This, the opening bid is $50. That that bid has been met. So uh, there's not too much longer, I think a day or two left on that. But 100% of the profits of that signed picture will go to Wish Upon a Teen. And uh, Nancy Sovereign, the, the director of Wish Upon a Teen, is very excited and thankful for uh, thanking everyone in advance for their bids. So, And I'll put a link in the uh, the chat for you guys to be able to find that auction and be able to make your bid on that but at the same time we also had another gentleman on the show recently uh whose uh episode will be coming out in a couple weeks and i was very excited about this because i watched this cartoon religiously as a kid we had larry kenny the voice of Lionel from thundercats on and that is also up for auction and uh yeah so that's a thing um <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you guys will also have an opportunity to, to bid on this. And again, 100% of the profits go to the charity Wish Upon a Teen, a great organization who's helped out my family personally after my daughter's uh, lengthy hospital stay. That's what they do. They, ha they help out sick kids in hospitals when they need it most. So, um, it's such a cool program. Like, it is yeah, it is. such an amazing program. Yeah, they're, they are uh, great people to work with. They've been fantastic to... Uh, just to just to kind of be around and, and get to know. And uh, Nancy's been on our show. Um, and sure. and uh, we've she's been on my other show focused on forward to both to talk about and, and kind of prop up uh, Wish Upon a Teen. So that's been kind of fun. So, um, yeah. And just as a, a quick teaser. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lionel, command it. Hi, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lionel, welcoming you to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Thundercats! Oh! Now, I had that... Wow. Now, had that video kept playing, you would have heard this. I, as Tim's loving co-host, it is now a goal to get him to laugh so hard he falls out of his chair. We got close. 
Oh my gosh. I, it was, he was, he was going, he was going out of his chair after Larry Kenny did that. Like it was, that you was, hit him right was, in the, the, the nostalgic 10 year old boy. It was awesome. That was, a, that was a good day. <laughs> so those, those are cool auction items. Yeah. And so we're hoping that people will, will take a chance and, uh, and bid on those things. Um, even if, even if it's not something that you can bid on, if you can just share, and I'm going to share a link also to wishuponateen.org. You can donate directly to them, uh, even as little as a dollar a person. It adds up so quick, and it's going to go to a good cause, and it's going to help out some sick kids when they need it. They redecorate the rooms, make it feel more like home, and if at all possible. So, you know, please uh, please pay attention to that. Um, but uh, we'll get moving back into our regularly scheduled programming here. And while Nick is talking away about his choice and how much he loved his movie, we will I'll put in those links for the the eBay auction. So I chose a movie from 2002 called Treasure Planet. Ooh. Once again, not clipped. You're welcome, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really love how Disney took this and made it kind of like they kind of followed the same pattern of the story, but they just made it into their own sci-fi realm. And I just love the idea of sailing ships in space. <laughs> and it was scored by James Newton Howard. He also did uh, like the fugitive space jam, King Kong, the dark Knight, Um, I am legend. Uh, he did quite a bit with uh, M night Shyamalan as well. And I like the score just brings the sense of adventure and everything to you. And um, the other song that wasn't done by James Newton, that was also in the song was by the uh, Goo Goo Dolls, John Resnick. And he did the song um, I'm Still Here or it was known as Jim's theme because he just felt like he really connected with the rebel inside of Jim. And it was just a really good choice of music. And it's like, I'll listen, like watch that movie and just like, yes, like I'm excited to like the music just gets you excited to want to watch the movie. All right. We've got a few comments in here. Got buried by my, my spamming of the link spam. The link spam. <laughs> so uh, we heard that's a hidden gem. I tend to agree. It is and, an underrated. Oh, I love Titan A as well. That's another one of my favorite animated ones. And Was has been quiet for most of this night, which is kind of interesting for him. But anyway, he says that Treasure Planet is. Is he is he chasing the uh, the mini you? He's got the mini me and his mom recovering from hip replacement, so he's busy tonight. Fine, whatever. I know. May we may we suggest he pop on Treasure Planet? We have Disney Plus. I'm pretty sure it's on there. <laughs> Wabbit of Seville. <laughs> yeah, the, the mini me who has screamed about absolutely this, everything today. I, I like this Ron guy. He comments all the time. <laughs> Super engaged. <laughs> Doing good. Yeah, these these are the type of uh, of watchers that I want. People who are this engaged and uh, commenting this often. We should, where is that guy? We should find him somewhere. I don't know, but he should. Yeah, we we, we guest appearance or something. We should get on for a guest appearance. Absolutely, have him be part of the show. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so cool. All right, I uh, yeah, my kids watched that movie uh, with quite an amount of regularity. I don't recall half of it though. Um, but yeah, I might be watching that soon. Is that on Disney Plus? I think, I so. think so. Okay, it's been, it's been a big piece of that, like coming back into like social media pop culture reference too, is because now it's like. People will be surfing through Disney Plus trying to find something to watch, and it's like, "Oh yeah, Treasure Planet! I forgot about this one." And then oh, they realize, yeah, so like, "Wow, this was really good!" <laughs> right? Yeah, that's one of the things I love about Disney Plus is being able to go back in and find some of the older movies, some especially some of the ones that maybe you've forgotten about. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's worth the money if you're I've not had a lot subscribing. Of fun introducing my daughter to like the classic Disney that my grandparents had on VHS. Right? Oh, you mean like the real racist ones? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Song no, of the South is not on Disney Plus. <laughs> today she watched Alice in Wonderland for the first time, and I'm pretty sure she didn't blink for like five minutes straight. That's good. That's good. So did she take the pill that took her, made her smaller, or is it no. is that the movie that sound you like the best? No, mm. it is not. All right. So Natasha says Disney uh, Plus shows all Disney. Yeah, yeah, all the Disney Plus shows. Yeah, with the Disney Pixar, all those have been pretty good for for musical choices as well. All right, Kathleen. Uh, so well, she, that was hard. It was hard, and and she had anxiety in her choice. And it's gotten worse. I've actually made more notes while you guys have been talking with the. Oh wait, but I liked that soundtrack, and I liked that. So the pick I told Tim was the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It was on my short list too. It's a really, really good soundtrack. And as as we've been going through here tonight, my brain's been doing that. It, it just doesn't stop. Actually, oh, I li- I listen to that nonstop. That that album. Yeah, really good soundtrack. That's a yeah, great I went soundtrack. out. Oh, you know, amazing soundtrack. I went out and bought both of uh, volume one and two on vinyl because I wanted to be able to listen to it while I was sitting at home at my desk on my on my record player. Because I like to say the word vinyl. <laughs> I'm a vinyl collector. Yeah, he's trying to be a hipster. I got a vinyl too. Tim and I collect vinyl. We should do a vinyl edition of this. Ooh, I'm I down. That. So. Yeah. Anyway, I, lo- I love that suggestion. I got that album free on Google Music. They gave it away like oh, years ago. Google Music doesn't even exist anymore. But they, uh, <laughs> I, I was 42. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gu- Guardians of the Galaxy is a great selection. I think that's everybody's number one selection for, for soundtrack. It, I thought it was too obvious, actually. That's why I didn't put it up there. But yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, you're right on. John was. You can get that on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. You don't have you to. You don't have quiet, to sully yeah. Disney Plus with it. They made it. They made a new Hot Star Wars Hollywood. Hollywood yeah, Hollywood, they did uh, the Lego confuse, version. Yeah, to confuse stuff. Yeah, they did Kathleen, the my my daughter, my daughter's got me uh, listening to uh, exclusively the soundtrack to Umbrella Academy, which I know is not a movie, but that for a musical oh, soundtrack. Oh, fa- soundtrack. It's a solid soundtrack. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. Uh, I can't I'm dying to find out what Tim's is. I My anxiety, good. though, came I'm from the host, I, I didn't know if I wanted to go with Guardians okay. of the Galaxy or Highlander. Ooh. No. But, you, but you can only choose one. <laughs> Theoretically, but then I, I can also I see what you did there. on all of the other ones that I've been sitting over here with the, oh, but I should have done Deadpool or Deadpool 2. Or... Also good. Yeah, Deadpool's uh, soundtracks are pretty good, too. I love it. Just because... Certain songs on the Deadpool soundtrack make me laugh now just hearing them because yes. I, I envision <laughs> I envision Deadpool in the movie. Uh, yeah, so you guys are better um, than me. I can't remember music from anything. <laughs> like, um, Batman '89 was literally the only one. I give you. like of the Deadpool soundtrack. I mean, obviously the the music is great, but the music video for Ashes from Deadpool Two is spectacular. The Celine Dion one, amazing. Mm-hmm. All I, do right. know, I don't know how anybody can dance in heels that high. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. All right. Well, we have to kick Jeff out here in just a minute because he has a, a, a previous engagement. But Jeff, before um, we kick you out, why don't you quick plug your show? Tell us who who you have coming up and where people can find the Jeff Duwaskin show. More show is there? Um, the uh, yeah, I, I gotta leave by eight o'clock. But the uh, thank you for having me. I loved being here. Uh, it was fabulous. I loved all the suggestions. <laughs> it was fabulous. You can check. You can check out my podcast live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwaskin Show. It's on all your podcast platforms. My current episode is with uh, Catherine Mary. Stuart, she was uh, in the last Starfighter and Weekend of Bernie's and Night of the Comet. She was pretty. She was really cool. And uh, Ron and I do Crossing the Streams every Wednesday at nine thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Great, it's show. a great, great show too. If you need uh, movie or TV streaming suggestions, that lives on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, you can search the Jeff Tawaskin Show. We have uh, thirty-one episodes up there. That's that's where that lives. 
And uh, thank you guys for having me. Super fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad. I was glad you could make it, even if you couldn't stay for the whole show. It's just, uh, it's always fun to have you on. Uh, but since you wanted to know what my pick was, I'll, I'll let you know what that is before I kick you out, and then we'll, you know, then we'll give you the boot, give you one more opportunity to crack wise about my inability to, <laughs> <laughs> my inability to crop pictures. Uh, because I was doing, I yeah. Anyway, I could make a bunch of excuses why I didn't do it, but I, I didn't. So anyway, here it is. Flash Gordon. Oh, that's a good one. So, Ooh, that is Flash. a good one. Because that that's entire strong. soundtrack is done by Queen. Yes, that is solid. That you know, and and the great thing is, is that in that movie, this is again another movie where the music and even some of the music is used to be like a background sound effect to set up the scene and to set up right. what's going on and when he when flash is coming in you know uh all dressed up and ready to fight and he's on that little like uh air scooter thing with the the winged people uh who i can't remember all of a sudden um e- <laughs> eagle folks yeah you know he's coming in and 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 you've got the the yeah yeah it's so good it's so, it's good. so good it's so good yeah and yeah, that's space opera yeah. with an operatic singer and an operatic composition with yeah. like electric instrument. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that there's ever been a better like. Yeah, that that movie, the soundtrack for that, um, gives me the chills every time mm-hmm. I watch that movie. Yeah. The soundtrack, certain points of that movie, it, it's been one of the few movies in my life, and I'm I'm and anybody who knows me really well knows that I, I love music. Music is. There's a soundtrack always playing in my head somewhere, somehow. I wake up singing almost a a new song almost every single morning. And for me, this movie, you know, I start, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I can't help myself. I'm bouncing around. I'm listening to it. So I always thought, you know, uh, Max von Sydow was (laughs) such a, he was such a big star when he did that movie. And I, I never understood how they got him. To be in that awful movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ron, sorry, I love I love your comments there, Kathleen. Totally. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm gonna start throwing stuff at you. Something <laughs> <laughs> um, my computer screen, but it works. <laughs> I, as so, a former resident of New England, I can say that having Tom Brady as your fantasy football quarterback wouldn't be a good idea. <laughs> doesn't work out. I, I will just say one other thing about about that movie. Um, did anyone else get wigged out by the putting your arm into the log into the yes. wood thing? Oh yes. yeah, like oh that was I, that was Tevia from uh, Fiddler yeah, on the Roof. Yeah. The um, so interesting thing. I love. It's a great pick, Tim. The Thank um, you. it is. There's a, uh, I think on the Amazon Fire Stick, there's an entire documentary on the making of that movie, specifically around the guy who played Flash. They overdubbed his entire voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his voice in the movie. Not oh, my gosh. oh a, that's funny. It's a whole thing about him. And uh, another agreement between us, Tim. It's a July 12th miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Natasha, Last Dragon, I haven't seen that in forever. I would have to go back and watch it again to remember the soundtrack. But I seem to remember there being a bunch of Eldebarge on that. Um, mm. There's a 80s flashback name for you. Nice. Running into the rhythm of the night. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's bad. That's That wasn't good. Anyway. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what podcasts are for. I think uh, I, this was the greatest episode of this this of this, of this fine establishment. <laughs> there was a time when Kathy and I had the My Little Pony movie soundtrack on repeat in our van to keep the tiny mm. human happy. It's a surprisingly good soundtrack. So, but yeah, she says she replies in lyrics. I also do. Uh, lyrics and movie quotes. Uh, you will get a lot of uh, replies and comments from me. So, but And if you get him drinking enough, he'll serenade tater tots. That has happened, yes. You you put enough Guinness and uh, Jameson in front of me, it's going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, hey Mick, if you're still watching, do you agree? Or Michael? <laughs> that is the only redeeming factor of that movie. Oh, I love Mick. He's he's gonna kill me. I just know it. Okay, so, so Tim and I have been tricked by three geeks into doing a. Whatever they call it, 
remake revolution yeah i just like saying an announcer voice makes me feel cooler about it i'm already saying that we should just remake it with cats and the spice is now catnip Mm. the movie would make more sense and as much as i hate cats i don't hate it as much as i hate dune so there's a possibility of me agreeing to that so yeah three geeks podcast which, which is where jason taylor's from uh, they do a thing on there called Remake Revolution. They they take movies, they mix it up, change actors, storylines, everything. Something that they feel will make it better. And somehow we got suckered into uh, agreeing to do a Remake Revolution with them for about the movie Dune. They got us on a week. They got us on... We were weak. We were weak. There's, we were... there's meat there. Like, and, and I totally understand people dunking on the original movie because it's warranted. But like the the story in the universe and other stuff, it's a sci-fi epic that has otherwise been mostly avoided in this time of big effects. Like, I mean, you know, the John Carter Amara series has got a lot of fans still, but like, and these are things that have mostly been ignored because we got superheroes and Star Wars and a little bit of Star Trek and it's kind of soaking everything up. But the like the the overarching story of Dune can be very interesting. The books can also be a slog. But I, I am personally optimistic about the new movie. I think it's going to be entertaining. Now, if you guys don't agree, that's fine. I'm not I'm not worried about your opinion anymore. I'm closing in on 40, and my opinions are not But oh, Well, let us know how 40 is. Kathleen, <laughs> <laughs> so, come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're all just passively aggressively. <laughs> I love how we're all just like passing. We're like passing notes in class now. Just, <laughs> Shit, maybe teacher won't notice. So, all right. So, get on my phone so I can do it too. <laughs> all right. So let's have a, um, a a quick vote here per se. Who do people feel the winner is? You can't you can't vote for your own, Jeff. Um, I'll vote for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. Okay. I was going to vote for Master Allen's because that was my second pick. I'm going Kathleen because that was that was that was my in my top three, and I axed it because the same reason as Ron. Like I figured everybody was going to want to dial in on that one, so I was trying to like cut a little deeper. (laughs) I knew you got my back though. At least the one who's got my back is the one who's got the lightsabers. So I'm good. <laughs> All right, Nick, what, what's your pick? What'd you pick again, Jeff? Uh, Batman 89, the greatest movie ever. <laughs> With Prince. Also, solid choice. Huh. It's no Watchmen or Flash. It's <laughs> no Sucker Punch. Oh. I, com- I commented on the Facebook post, by the way. It didn't show He'll up. He'll say it's one of us. It's hard to choose because the music in all of these is very. I mean, nobody put out something that was bad. Like right. none of us were like, oh, "Get out of here with that!" Like, <laughs> what'd you pick? I picked Driving Miss Daisy. It <laughs> <laughs> is neither sci-fi nor superhero. You skip the I'll probably go with Jeff because I think that the yeah <laughs> that Batman like. From what I remember, it had a nice little Batmanishness about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you like Batman? Because it had Batman. Because it was Batman man. And... It was Batmanly. That is a valid answer for liking a Batman property. Like that is <laughs> I, I can't argue with it. I knocked it a little bit, but it's 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 solid logic. <laughs> I think so. And in fact, that's why I started liking the tick because they had Batman. Well, it was close enough. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, just real quick here because we're we're closing in on our time. Um, I guess it's not that anybody asked. Did we not ask you? <laughs> no. I don't think you've asked Ron yet either. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, actually, I was going to vote for Tim too. I, I I had uh, Jeff's wow. Batman right. was Batman's a good choice, but honestly, until you, when you brought up Queen, I'm like, oh crap! I didn't think of that. Queen's how do you not vote for Queen? How do you not well, Highlander, right? Like the the one that Kathleen. And that was the thing is, I'm like, I should have gotten Highlander, but then yeah. <laughs> hashtag Roundup snuck in here. Oh my god, we're getting cool. <laughs> 
And if you're not playing hashtag roundup on Twitter, you need to be. It's a ton of fun. I host a game on my other podcast every Monday morning at 11 a.m. called Healing with Hashtags for funny, uh, not for funny science fiction, but for focused on forward at podcast FOF, by the way. All right. See, I took your gentle plug and made it my own. See what I did there? I'm learning, Jeff. <laughs> I'm learning. Well All done. Right. All right. So we're going to we're going to say goodbye to our guests here. Uh, but before we uh, excuse them, we've Good already night. said goodbye to we, we, Happy to say goodbye. Jeff has already <laughs> plugged his shows. So <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Hey, thank, thanks so much. I'm gonna kick you out of here so you have time to go get ready for your next your next engagement. Thank you all. Awesome to meet you. See you, Bye, Jeff. Bye. 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 Be good, Jeff. All right, so Jeff is out of here. Ron, uh, I know we've mentioned it before, but just give us a quick heads up again on uh, Crossing the Streams. Where can people find it and what time again? Yeah, it's on all the platforms Wednesday evenings, 9.30 Eastern time. It runs for an hour. It's a, it's a great, fun show. And actually, I've learned a lot uh, from the other folks who, who chime in, yourself included, Tim. So super appreciate you stopping in and appreciate all of your, your input. So come and see I've us. Had a, yeah, I've had a blast on that show. It's, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. And uh, I, too, have picked up a couple shows that I have made it to my need-to-watch list because of Crossing the Streams. And now Jason's just kissing rear end. Something <laughs> Come awful. on, Jason. Come on. <laughs> Jason's trying he to get waited. you on his pod. My he's man. Specifically waited for, for Jeff to leave, and he's like, nope, Ron's a star. <laughs> <laughs> no shame, Jason. <laughs> Love you, Jason. That's awesome. Well, right. I, I super appreciate you guys inviting me today, and, and you guys have a great show, so thank you very oh, much. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed having you here. Uh, you've been a ton of fun. We'll have to have you back. I so. appreciate that. I would look forward to it. All right, Ron. Take care, All right, buddy. guys. Take care. All right. And Master Allen, you are not only here tonight, but uh, I believe we have you on deck for next week as well. A week from today. That is right. I That's right. Uh, we'll also have uh, John, and I cannot pronounce his last name to save my soul, but John Gisto, Guisto, or something along those lines. Uh, sorry, John, if you're listening or you hear this, and I just slotted your last name because I know I did, but he's from, he's, he's also a member of the Three Geeks podcast, and he also does another podcast called the PVD cast. So, um, and cool. Matt, and another one called Matt Talk, the only Matlock podcast that I know of. Uh, John Orlando. There's a Matlock podcast? Yeah, it's called Matt Talk. Uh, Jason cool. Taylor. Cool. Okay. All right. I'm in. Yeah. Jason Taylor and uh, says, you know, told me I had to call him John Orlando. And he's right. John Orlando is his stage name. You did not hear the other name. Uh, if I had my flashy thingy, I'd erase your pronounce it right anyway, so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So I'm not getting it right. You anyway. didn't dox him. At what point in podcasting do we get to have stage names? Should we have um, that already? You could change it now if you wanted to. You just put <laughs> Kathleen up on the screen, so that's all that matters. Well, I mean, that's that's all it is now. But. It happened but, yeah. to me by accident. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah. And so Jason says, uh, we'd love to have you as a guest. Talk about Mathlock with him. Jason's really cool. You guys, you'd have a ton of fun with him, Alan, if you like Mathlock. So my my mother, like the... It's it's sort of the, the Agatha Christie like model. There were a whole bunch of TV shows that were sort of... Like, like that where there was this central <laughs> mystery solving theater you know character mm -hmm. and there would be a murder and then by the end of the episode it's unraveled so like murder she wrote matlock like there were so many of them um it wasn't necessarily always murder but you know obviously in ellery quinn um etc cetera, etc cetera. and so like i grew up with these things sort of in the background um and hercule poirot and you know that that kind of stuff so it's like Hearing hearing that Matlock has a podcast is just like it's just so cool because like for me there's just a nostalgia piece to that. Mm -hmm. that's really oh, fun. absolutely. Um, All right, we have one minute left, so just real quick. Uh, so upcoming on Friday, uh, look out for the inter the interview release of uh, with David Sovolov. His episode will be out this Friday, and you guys can check out uh, our interview with the voice of Gorilla Grodd and Drax the Destroyer. Uh, that's for this Friday. Again, next Monday, you'll see Master Allen. You'll see John Orlando from the PVD cast and Three Geeks and Matt Talk. And then you'll also see uh, our good buddy, uh, Kathleen knows him as well, Aaron Elia, who hosts, who hosts a show called Catching Up with Aaron. And he also does uh, the 31-day music challenge on Facebook. And that's how we know him. And awesome. 10 seconds. 
and we have 10 seconds for us to say goodbye. So bye, everybody. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.